What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, friends. Welcome back. We are walking through the book of Judges, and I'm really excited to be back. This is Delaney Degelo, and I hope that you're having a great day so far, whether it's 5 a.m. or 11 p.m. I hope it's been awesome. So today we are going to be in Judges chapter 10, verses 6 through 18, and I'm going to go ahead and read it from the NIV version. So let's go ahead and dive in and learn some lessons together. So in verse 6, it says, Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They served the Baals and Astros and the God of Aram, the God of Sidon, and the gods of Moab, and the gods of the Ammonites, and the gods of the Philistines. And because the Israelites forsook the Lord and no longer served him, he became angry with them. He sold them into the hands of the Philistines and the Ammonites, who that year shattered and crushed them. For 18 years, they oppressed all the Israelites on the east side of the Jordan and Gilead and the lands of the Amorites. The Ammonites also crossed the Jordan to fight against Judah, Benjamin, and Ephraim. Israel was in great distress. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord, we have sinned against you, forsaking our God and serving the Baals. The Lord replied, when the Egyptians, the Amorites, the Ammonites, the Philistines, the Sidians, the Amalekites, the Mananites oppressed you and you cried to me for help. Did I not save you from their hands? But you have forsaken me and served other gods, so I will no longer save you. Go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. Let them save you when you are in trouble. But the Israelites said to the Lord, we have sinned. Do with us whatever you think best, but please rescue us now. Then they got rid of the foreign gods among them and served the Lord and he could bear Israel's misery no longer. When the Ammonites were called to arms and camped in Gilead, the Israelites assembled and camped at Mizpah. The leaders of the people Gilead said to each other, whoever will take the lead in attacking the Ammonites will head over all who live in Gilead. So there's a lot of information here, and I love just the first verse. Let's look at it. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So we know the Israelites, we love the Israelites, but the Israelites have a problem with disobedience, which we could easily point fingers at them and say, silly Israelites, how could you do such a thing? But I think we have a lot to learn here because sadly, if you're like me, we're a lot like the Israelites and we're pretty quick to forget what God has done in our lives and we're quick to be disobedient even though we want to be obedient and we mess up all the time. And we think that God is the most important thing until something shiny and new comes along. And sometimes our eyes get taken off the Lord and we put it onto something else. And I think on the front end, it's really important to talk about. So it says, it says this line, the Israelites did evil on the side of the Lord. And something we want to talk about is the phrase, the children of Israel did evil on the side of the Lord, is repeated seven times in the book of Judges. So seven separate times, there's an acknowledgement that the Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord. And that's really serious to think about, that God is like acknowledging these Israelites' pattern of rebellion, which we've seen. We've, If we've read through the word, we've seen that the Israelites are quick to be disobedient, just like every other people. But 
the problem is here is that the Israelites have seen the one true God show up for them time and time again, yet they forget. Yet they put their eyes on less than God's. And so as it goes on throughout this chapter, it's talking about all the gods that they serve other than the one true God, which is interesting to think about because it feels like they're serving everybody and worshiping everybody except the one true God. So some of the gods um, that it talks about is Baal is the weather god who was associated with financial success in this time. And Ashtoreth is the god of fertility, which was so associated with love and romance and all that that entails. So we might not think, wow, yeah, like I, I would worship Baal because I, I personally haven't met a Baal worshiper. Maybe you have, but culturally that's not as common. But we have met people that worship money more than they worship God. And we have met people that are worship love and all that love brings more than God and people that take their eyes off of God because they want something that this world has to offer. And in my understanding of this passage and the reason I'm convicted by this passage is to be honest in all of our lives at some point or another, we have worshiped and we've put more time, thought, energy, love, praise, worship into something that's not God. So it might not seem like a false God on the outside because we're really good at packaging it differently. Like, oh, I love the Lord, but I'm really, really focused on my career right now. Or I love the Lord. I just really want this relationship. Or I want the Lord, but I'm just kind of going to do my own thing. And that is what the Israelites did was they went with the cultural norms. Because when it talks about they started worshiping the gods of these other people, they started they thinking to themselves, well, that looks good over there. I kind of want that more than I want to do this whole serving the Lord thing. And it says in, in this Verse six, they forsook the Lord and did not serve him. So they were so fixated on things that weren't God that they just stopped serving God altogether, which we could think like if we're not careful, we might think, oh, that would never be me. I love God too much. But slowly these idols that we have, these false gods that we have slowly start to take all of our time and all of our attention to the point where we look back and we're like, there's no part of my life that reflects serving and loving this one true God. And we can see here that there's a heavy consequence for that. And this is kind of one of those chapters where it's easy to be like, how could God do this to them? But once again, this is the seventh time that this has been repeated. Like the Israelites did evil on the side of the Lord. And at this point, what God does in this passage is he turns them over to these false gods. He says, that's what you want. You want that more than me, then have it. And they very quickly see that these false gods didn't have as much to offer as they thought that they might. They were quick to fix their eyes on lesser things. And when God turned them over to the lesser things, they realized that they weren't that great. Because it's interesting, the Philistines were some of the gods that they worship. And when he turns them over to these people, they're like, wait a second, (laughs) this is not what I thought. But how many of us, our false gods are not what we thought. The things that we put ahead of God are not what we thought. They don't turn out so great. Like money only does so much and relationships only do so much because nothing that earth has to offer can ever match up to what God has to offer. And verse 10 says that they cried out, we've sinned against you, forsaking you, God, and serving Baals. And guess what? God didn't rescue them. He said, this is God's little sassy moment. 
and he says that he's like, oh, you've forsaken me. Like, go cry out to your gods, which, you know, God had to give him a little bit of a tough love. So that first verse when in verse 10 where they're saying, God, we sinned against you. Like, please forgive us. It looks like a repentance, like with a little bit of like, oh, God, like, we're sorry we did this. But what's interesting is it's this idea of like repentance without action. They say, God, we sinned against you. We forsook you and we served other gods. So forgive us. And God's like, no, you've forsaken me and you've served other gods. So go cry to those gods and have them help you. But then in verse 15, this is really important. It says, we have sinned, do with us whatever you think best, but please rescue us. And then they got rid of the gods among them and served the Lord. So a really important reminder for all of us is when we have these false gods or false worship in our life or idols, we need to first repent to God, but repentance always has to lead to action. We can't say, God, forgive me from this. Like, sorry, you know, I put my financial stability in front of you. And then we just keep on doing it because that's not actually a posture of surrender. That's, hey, God, I did this. I'm going to keep doing it, but I wanted to bring it up to you. So in our own lives, we need to acknowledge it. But then we have to take action because it says in 16, they got rid of the foreign gods and then they started serving the Lord. So they they said, God, this is not right. We're going to get rid of this and we're going to fix our eyes back on you and we're going to serve you and be in that posture of full, wholehearted worship to you. And that's when God says he could no longer bear their misery because God has a soft heart to us. And when he sees this repentance with actual action of surrender, that's when God is like, okay, he can move fully because when they just half-heartedly repent, and don't actually take action, it probably shows that their heart wasn't in the right place. They just did it because they wanted to be rescued, not because they wanted to serve their one true God and love their one true God. So my challenge this week is to look at my own life. Are there things that I have put before God and that I'm worshiping? And worshiping means just giving it more attention and time than you're giving to the Lord. Is there anything in my life that my life echoes is more important than God? And I want to present that to him and say, God, like this is this is what I've been putting above you. I lay that at your feet and I turn from it. God, I don't want to I don't want to keep putting my finances or my friendships which are things that are not bad, but if they're more important than God, they're a problem. I don't want to be putting the world's approval above you. I don't want to put anything above you, God. I want to lay the things that I've been putting above you at your feet and turn from it and worship you wholeheartedly. Serve you wholeheartedly because as we see, sin has a tendency to overpromise and underdeliver, and that's what all the false gods do in our life, and all the idols do in our life, and all these things that look shiny and great that aren't the Lord can do if we're not careful. So I hope this is a good reminder for you because I needed it today, and we cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.